When it comes to relationships, there's a lot of ideas out there. With all of these ideas, sometimes it's overwhelming to figure out what to do and what will actually move the needle in your relationship. In this episode, we're going to be sharing a very specific tool, a ritual actually, Mm -hmm. that absolutely moves the needle for every couple who implements it. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charlotte Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. With permission, we want to start today by sharing an experience from one of our listeners, Amanda, who's also in our current eight-week online coaching program. One of the habits that she and her husband are currently working on is appreciation. In an exercise, we ask them to share a quality they appreciate in one another, along with an example of that attribute. In doing this, Amanda's husband described her as brave. Aww. He shared several experiences in which he had admired her bravery. Mm -hmm. As he shared these things, Amanda was immediately emotional. She was pretty surprised about how his words had impacted her. Yeah. And afterwards, Amanda told us, she said, it was so cute. She said, I've struggled with being brave for a really long time. And as he, meaning her husband, shared examples of times that he has seen me be brave I was so touched. She said there were these were all different situations where I had been trying to be brave. I meant to be brave, but the fact that he noticed made all the difference. She said it's one thing to feel like I was being brave, but the fact that my spouse noticed meant so much more to me. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cute, wasn't yeah. it? Well, Amanda, thank you for sharing that with us and letting us share your experience with others because it perfectly illustrates how the simple things that we do consistently over and over, day after day, turn our hearts one towards another. Yeah, just those small and simple things. Yeah, it is. Now, if you've been a listener from the beginning, you know that Charla and I are huge proponents of creating powerful and meaningful rituals in our relationships. It's one of the things that we're most passionate about. The reason why is because rituals take our goals and dreams and move them out of thought and into consistent action. Yeah. You know, when you listen to podcasts, as you do, and you you know, you hear lots of great ideas and there's really no shortage of knowledge or intelligence that's available for people to be able to grasp oh, Yeah, from podcasts to YouTube channels, even AI, you can learn just about anything, yep. right? And never before, it seems like, have we had access to this much free information. But what moves that information out of the headspace and into the heart space? Mm. That's the question. How does intelligence become actionable intelligence? Well, we believe that rituals are an effective way of taking a goal and putting it into action and keeping us consistent in continuing that action. This is why rituals are so important to us. When we create rituals for our own relationships, we are making a higher level commitment to the most important thing in our lives. That's right. 
Rituals, there's all kinds of rituals, you guys. They come in all different shapes and sizes from how you say goodbye to each other in the morning to how you find these daily appreciations for one another. There are hundreds of ways that we can create rituals in our relationship. Think about the story that Amanda just shared with us. How different would each of our relationships be if we took that time to touch one another's heart in that way each day by simply saying, I appreciate you, and here's why. Mm -hmm. Now, I think a really powerful question you might be wondering right now is which rituals matter the most or move the needle, right? right? Which ones will have the greatest impact on my individual relationship? And that's a really great thing to wonder. So we can turn to the evidence and we can look at the masters of relationships and know exactly what keeps relationships strong over time. Then we take those things and we turn them into rituals. Last week, we shared the six-hour magic week with you. We highly recommend going back to last week's episode and revisiting the entire magic six-hour week. The evidence suggests that the action steps in the magic six-hour week are rituals that matter the most. The most, that's right. That's a good point. And one of the rituals that is in the magic six-hour week is um, a weekly check-in called a State of the Union. Dun, 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 dun. And that is what we want to share with you and help you with today. We're going to talk to you today about how to have an effective weekly check-in called the State of the Union. How do I do this? What's this about? And the big picture here, what it's about, is it's about talking about your relationship and having a, a weekly meeting to just talk about your relationship. Mm. Talk about what's working well and have a dialogue about what's not working so well. Oh, yeah. And discuss whatever it is that needs to be addressed in your relationship so you can make those micro adjustments from week to week. So if you remember back to a previous show, we talked about that pile of junk in our basement. The metaphor was resentment. Mm -hmm. We don't want piles of junk in our relationship to get out of control. So we want to have these small conversations and make micro adjustments rather than have these huge, huge conversations and face obstacles down the road. We do this and we avoid this with weekly check-ins called the State of the Union. That's right. So the State of the Union, as I said, is a weekly meeting about your union. And the way that the State of the Union is structured, which we're going to go through with you step-by-step step in a minute, the way that it's structured is really important. So this would be a great time if you're not already to grab a pen and paper and take some notes. You'll maybe want to take a quick glance down at the timestamp in this in this audio right now or video, whatever you're watching, so that you can come back later and listen to this, hopefully as a couple, hopefully um, come back and listen to it again with your spouse and maybe listen to it a couple of times. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I want to reiterate how important it is to follow the format. As we'll explain to you right now, each step is purposeful and it should be followed in order. We don't want to get out of order here. Yeah. Okay. So what's the order? So step number one is you want to start out by setting this up for success from the beginning and how you design it. So you want to set up about one day per week and, and I think a consistent day would be good. So for us, Sunday evening or 8 or 9 p.m. Sunday evening, whatever works for you, pick a day of the week and be consistent with it. Check. And when you do this, make sure that you can do it at a time and, and day where you can eliminate distractions. So that means put your phone away 
phones away, turn off the television. If you do have kids, make sure it's after you can put the kids to bed. You know, probably a good idea to bring a notebook and a pen to this. So have those tools handy that you're going to need. Robert and I have a huge 12-month laminated dry erase calendar on the wall nearby so that we can, where we need to, we can sync up our, our upcoming week, our calendar. But I think above all, the most important way to set this up for success is to make sure that you make this a really sacred time that is just for the two of you. Make sure there's no distractions, because I really think as you implement this, this will become one of the most important rituals in your relationship. So just treat it as such. Treat it with that level of importance. So I think the interesting thing is, is when we think about a state of the union as a, as a meeting, it's really more than just a meeting. It is because you're, you're going to be talking about the things that have happened, but it's really a time for you to connect. And, and I think moving into that, it's it's take that opportunity to connect. So step one is set yourself up for success by doing the things that, that Charlotte just talked about. Step two, name five things that your partner did over the last week that you really appreciate and admire. Now, if you've been following along with the magic six-hour week, you know that we recommend doing appreciations daily, not just weekly. So this is on top of those daily appreciations. If you can, Try to think of something that you haven't already said to him that week. You're going to have to get creative. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that we start with five appreciations at the beginning of this. This is a critical step for setting the tone and how the conversation is going to go. Dr. Gottman learned in his research that successful couples always had a positive to negative ratio of five positive to one negative, even in difficult conversation. In a later step, you'll be clearing out resentments. So we want to make sure that we have lots of positivity added up in the beginning of this conversation before we move along. Yeah, super, super important. Yeah, why not? Do you want to um, share some appreciations from this week? Yeah. Who goes first? Me or you? You decide. First one, creative. I just think sometimes even the, the ideas for our coaching and and the podcast, you you just really just, you're super creative. I I'm... I think I'm much more linear thinking sometimes on that, mm-hmm. and, that and I really like that about you. Thank you. Um, number two, tender. I've just seen, I've seen how when we're coaching with clients, not, not only one-on-one, but in our, our group coaching courses, how, how their stories really, really seem to affect you. Mm. And I think that I, I really appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you. Um, powerful. It's not easy being on social media. And it's not easy having people bombard you with negative and, and you just stand up sometimes and shake it off, which is, which is really amazing to me. Wow. That's hard. So thank you yeah. for noticing. Intuitive. You always seem to sense when, I'm, when there's something bothering me, even if I'm just trying to hide it or, or just, I don't know, get away with it. You can, you can always tell. And I like that. And vulnerable. And I still just think of that last podcast or I think a couple ago where, where you shared that story about um, when you were a child. And, and I thought that was pretty amazing. Much, much more gutsy than I would have. I would, probably would have been the guy and hid from it. Hmm. That was really sweet. Thank you. Yeah. I loved those. And some of those you haven't told me in a long time. And I really liked hearing them. There you go. So uh, let, let me come up with five for you. Okay. So this week specifically, thinking of this week, you worked really hard this week. So I do have to point out and acknowledge you for being hardworking and 
We did a lot of spring cleanup in the yard, which meant you worked all week in your regular job. And then the weekend was filled with lots of yard work and, and things around the house. And you always take such great care of us in that way and make That's sure that nice. those things are done. And you're a great partner in that way that it's that it's fun to do projects with you. So I loved being out in the yard with you, even though you do 90% of the work outside. Oh, I, I can run around and pull a few weeds and feel like I'm helping, but it's just fun because you're such a great partner to do teamwork with you. Yeah, thank you. And I also noticed this week, and I was really pleased and grateful for how you reacted to some of our son's school stuff, you know, procrastination and his typical teenage boy things. You were more kind and more patient and more tolerant with some of his his stuff this week, which I thought was was really great and I appreciate it a lot. And yes, that's nice. You were you were sexy. I'm not gonna go into details on that, Owen, but there was one particular morning where I had a really fun morning with you. Oh you were look at that. <laughs> now I'm blushing. And now he's blushing. It's even better. So five appreciations. That, that was, was fun. We should do that more often. We do. I know we're that was step two, right? That was step two. Okay. Yep. So then if that was step two, which was giving five appreciations each and taking turns Step three is to talk about what went right in the relationship this past week. So again, continuing to build on that five to one positive to negative ratio, we want to really infuse this conversation with as much positivity as possible. Stacking that positivity, yep. So you want to take time to discuss what went right in the relationship this week since your last meeting. So for example, if maybe you handled some outside stress particularly well this week, you know, point that out. Or maybe you simply just set a date for movie night or date night, or you set a time to snuggle on the couch together and you accomplish that and you followed through with that plan. Great. Give yourselves a pat on the back and mention to each other just what went right that week. This is a super important step in the process because it's what helps to continue keeping us motivated to do this from week to week. Yeah. And in that step, um, and so that is step three, but as we're still talking about step three, you know, maybe you had a challenge the week before that you were working on together as a couple. Maybe it would have been me being more patient with our son. And to acknowledge that, like as you're working through and you're growing, that simple acknowledgement was one of our state of the union conversations. conversations more than once. And to be able to see that sort of grow and come through it, recognizing that. And we've also talked about that. Which goes along with our our general belief system around marriage is that it is this people building growth building machine right that through Absolutely. our relationship and through working through challenges together we become better people so it is great to use the state of the union as a way to pat ourselves on the back like look how much we've accomplished this yeah week. and that's that's perfect so step three was talk about what right in the relationship last week and then step four so step four is select any issues that have arisen or process any regrettable incidents that may have occurred in that week. And while we're in step four, we, we bring up any issues that have come up, any grievances, resentments, and we work through them. Yeah. And step four doesn't have necessarily a specific, you know, structure exactly to follow, but there are some basic rules to follow or mindsets to have in place. So Again, as Robert just explained, all we're really doing is handling these little small things that have happened before they turn into giant resentments. So the first thing we want to keep in mind is that it's good to be able to con have conflict. Conflict is good. So we have to kind of change our first our mindset 
We've talked about this in the past, but we need to have a mindset that conflict is normal. Conflict is good. It has a positive purpose. So that so once again, every marriage has conflict and 69% of conflict in relationships is very cyclical. We keep encountering the same issues and we never really solve them completely. Yeah. And, and another good point is that, like I was saying a moment ago, is that conflict has a positive purpose. And so going into this part of the state of the union, remembering there's a positive purpose to it. Not, it's not a negative thing like people often think. There is a positive purpose behind it, and it's to deepen our love, to increase our empathy and understanding for one another. And again, through that, we get to grow as individuals and as a couple. So having that mindset that this is a positive thing is is really important. So marriage is a people growing machine. Yes. Yes. Okay. Successful couples, we manage our conflict and we don't always have to solve it, nor do we run, a, run away from it, but we address it respectfully and head on using empathy and positive, positive language if we can. Yeah. And the key point with that is that you don't have to solve it always, right? You know, only 30... of conflicts are actually solvable. The important thing is that we continue to dialogue about them so that we don't get gridlocked on these things. Continue to have conversations. The minute we we stop talking about a problem is the minute it's a really a big problem. Another mindset as you're in this step four is to remember that it's not about necessarily what you say, but how you say it that is most important. No coming in hot. No, no coming in hot because remember, 94% of the time, how you start a conversation determines how that conversation is going to go and how it ends. So things like making sure we, we start out by, you know, I am feeling this way rather than you are doing this, this, and this. So we start with an I statement versus a you statement. Absolutely. That's a really gentle way into the conversation. So again, not necessarily what you say, but how you say it. So, and then we have to avoid the four horsemen, which again are criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. And then as we're listening to our partner's position, as they bring up their concerns, their feedback, maybe their grievances from the week, it's really important. And I know it's challenging, but it's really important that we listen non-defensively. If your partner has a feeling that they're expressing like, you know what, I'm feeling kind of distant from you this week. I'm feeling kind of lonely. Well, we could take that. We could turn it around and take that personally. And we could say, how could you feel that way? Don't you see all the things I've done for you this I've week? I've been here all the time. I'm always here. How? Why do you think that? So we could listen. That's defensively. Or we could listen non-defensively and just be curious how they think that way. Like, you know. Okay, I, I, okay, baby, tell me more. Like, I'm listening. I, I want to understand. Help me understand your perspective. Yeah, perspective matters. And, yeah, and try, perspective. Yeah, try to be curious. So positivity matters. Remember that the masters of relationships have a five-to-one ratio of positivity, even in their difficult conversations. Keep it positive and continue to repair as often as you need while you're giving feedback. So these are the mindsets that you want to have when you're in step four as you broach a subject and you bring up a grievance, a resentment, a problem, or something that has arisen during that week. And if you have had, what I do want to say here is if you have had a big fight this week where something is still kind of hot, where there's been something really regrettable that's happened this week, instead of 
free-flowing this, maybe you go back to episode 13. Episode 13 was how to work through a past fight. Oh, yeah. And maybe you do that instead of what we kind of just described here as step four as a way to first process that regrettable incident that has happened. So if that has happened and you've had a fight this week, go back and re-listen to episode 13 and follow those steps here. Because as you clear that, it's going to make it a lot easier to get through step four instead of just keep being gridlocked on that one. Exactly. So step four, talk about any issues that have risen and or process any regrettable incidents that may have occurred. Okay, on to step five, mm -hmm. which is the last step. I like this one. Always end the State of the Union with what can I do to make you feel more loved this week? And I make, want you to get specific. I was going to say, just make sure you get specific. Find some really specific ways that you can help your partner feel more loved this week. You know, ask them, how can I help you feel more loved this week? This is this is where we often will take our calendar, right? And we'll we'll pick something that maybe is a way that you'll feel more loved this week and we'll put it on our calendar. Yeah, I mean, if, if your partner says, hey, like, do you want to go to the movie or you want to go to the restaurant or, you know, intimating that maybe there's a date night. I'm just going to tell you, you know, the guy code for that is I just want to be alone with you and hold your hand and, you know, and, I, and maybe I'm tired of sharing. I don't know what it is, but, but that's an indication that, that they are seeking some deeper connection with you. And so drop that sucker on the calendar make it happen, right? There's nothing that says I love you more than, than me saying I want some alone time in Charlotte's Friday at seven, like done. Done. Let's make yeah. it happen. This is perfect. So that's the State of the Union. That's the that's the format for it. And it really is a tool that when people use it, oh man, it changes things. If you use this, it is a game changer for your relationship. Yeah. It is an absolute game changer. Well, with that, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you make a plan to have a weekly, weekly check-in with your significant other because we know that it brings more peace and harmony to your home and to your relationship. And... If you could do us a quick favor, give the podcast a quick rating and a review. It really helps us get our message out to more couples who need our help. Until, Until next time. Thank you for listening to Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.